You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, good day. Hello, and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. This is your drive time, or other time, or another time, or any time. Uh, devotion sure to jumpstart your day, morning, evening, afternoon, however you're going to get this, whenever you're going to get this. We are thankful that you tuned in. You're part of the show with us. I'm Brian Moore. I'm one of the uh, pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. I am sitting in um, to host the show today uh, with a co-host here, my greatest of all friends, my wife, Emily. How are you doing over there? I'm doing well. Good morning. This is two weeks in a row we get to do this. Yeah, it's awesome. It's cool. It's cool. We don't, um, I mean, to be honest, we don't like sit and like talk about scripture all day just because we're pastors and um, <laughs> and such. We don't just like crack open the word and just sit around the table and talk about the Bible 24-7. So this is a, it's actually an exciting thing that we get to do together. Uh, many times we do talk about things that we heard or saw or understood about God or things going on in ministry, but we don't just uh, crack a chapter open and go, hey, you know, what stuck out Let's to you over there? It. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not what we do in our free time generally. Uh, but, you know, anyway, we get to do this today with you guys out there. And uh, Emily, you want to tell them what this show is all about, how to get connected, what, what we're doing here? Absolutely. We like to open up the Word and just dig into one chapter. And um, we don't prepare a sermon beforehand, but we prepare our hearts and ask God to breathe onto it. Thus the name Morning Breath, and um, you can get connected to East Coast and to Morning Breath by visiting the East Coast app or online. You can visit us at eccc.us for information, for events, for sermons that have happened in the past, for Morning Breath episodes, all kinds of stuff. You can find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook as well. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. And um, if you want to get connected and find out what Morning Breath chapter we're going to be in, you can call the church office at 321-452-1060, and we can email you or we can snail mail you with the information about East Coast, about Morning Breath, all the things. Yeah, you know what I do is I go to our app, I go to the East Coast app, and I just look and I see you know, where we're at or what chapter that yeah, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. I'm interested in seeing or hearing a chapter if I'm not able to connect with a show every day, which honestly I'm not all the time, yeah. um, every day, you know, just waiting for the next podcast to, you know, come about or to, you know, 730 in the morning to get on the radio and listen to it. But uh, if I'm looking for a chapter, I'm looking for what stuck out or, you know, what maybe somebody might have spoke to in that chapter. I, I'm certain to, you know, go and find it. And uh, I love that you can do that. I love that this show has not just been Hey, we didn't just start this last week. This has been years and years. I remember when we we were just newly married. I don't know. This might have yeah. been 2005. Like 2002. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 02, we were listening to the show. But in yeah. 05, we, we moved to Rockledge, and we were just right up the street from the uh, from the radio station. And occasionally, it used oh, to be yeah. an hour-long show back in the day. We would take phone call-ins. People would call, and they could win a book, giveaways, actually. Yeah, yeah, we had giveaways and all that sort of thing. And there were times where I wasn't even on staff, I don't think, at the church at this point. But there was like somebody would like maybe be sick or not be able to get there with Pastor Dan, and I'd get a text or a call and be like, Brian, can you come down to the radio station? studio and I would just blaze it in there and do a, do a <laughs> chapter with Pastor Dan on the on the radio and that was pretty fun. It's been years and years and years this show has been breaking open the Word of God, helping people have a devotion and so again it's not a teaching. This is not for us to teach line by line verse by verse. There is a place for that but this is actually devotion. This is what sticks out to you in the chapter, what hops off the page, what in my situation I often read it on my phone or listen to it on audio Bible or off your computer there, and uh, what just leaps out of the chapter at you and what maybe God would breathe on and speak to, and I just love that he does. He's faithful to do that. And so we also have in our studio, though, what we did not greet. Nick, how are you doing over there, my friend? I'm doing well. Awesome. Thanks for uh, being here and doing all you do. Mm -hmm. We do appreciate it. 
Uh, we have a few things going on as a church, some leadership things that we want to tell you about tomorrow night. Uh, we will have the third part of our uh, leadership growth track. If you are a leader in your home, you're a leader in your community, maybe you coach a basketball team or something and you're like, man, I wish I was a better leader. You know, this is this will be good stuff for you on how to do leadership, what leadership not just in the church looks like, but in, in your life, leading your life well and uh, understanding uh, what it means to be a leader. And so it's two hours of teaching, seven to nine on uh, Thursdays, this coming Thursday and next Thursday, we'll close that out. And then we have a Global Leadership Summit, which is a global conference. It's uh, hosted by churches all over the globe and speakers, quality leaders and speakers from all over the globe will um, will be a part of this. And so we are hosting it. Um, lunch and breakfast are included. Um, two days, it's a Thursday and Friday, the first uh, Thursday and Friday of August. I want to invite you to that. You can get more information about that. There's a cost for that. We have actually significantly reduced the cost of it to you uh, because we believe in leaders. As a church, we have said, hey, we're going to offset the cost of that because we want to invest in leaders in our community. It doesn't matter if you attend East Coast Christian Center. This is not just for East Coast leaders. This is for the community of Brevard County and beyond leaders. If you're getting this and you say, man, I want to be a part of that, come be a part of it. Go to our website, eccc.us forward slash events, Global Leadership Summit, sign up for that, and there will be a, a large group of leaders in attendance, leaders from all over our community being a part of that, and we want to say, come, be a part of it. There is a cost, but uh, we would love to have you there. Um, so come and do that with us, and then uh, man, get into a church of God's choice, too. If, you, if you're not attending a church somewhere, we really want you to be in a church. That's yeah. where so much happens in believers alongside believers. Of course, we celebrate um, mm -hmm. together in a worship service. That's awesome, but so much more happens than just what happens in an hour or an hour and a half long service or a couple hour service, whatever that may look like for you. But getting in a church of God's choice, and we'd love to have you. If you're looking Amen. for a church home, East Coast could be that for you. Amen. We would love to do that. Let's get into the chapter. I'm in First Samuel 31, New Living Translation. I see 13 verses in my Bible. Is that what you got? I still have 13 verses in hey, chapter that's 31. Yes. That's good. And you got the New King James. Always. All right. Um, you want to get me started, or Absolutely. let me get you started this okay. time? How about that? Cool. I'll get you started, and uh, you'll read through verse six. I'll pick it up in seven. There's a break there in my Bible. Is that right, do. With you? All yep. right. I say unto you, read, ma'am. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. Then the Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua, Saul's sons. The battle became fierce against Saul. The archers hit him, and he was severely wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul had three sons, his armor-bearer and all his men died together that same day. All right, verse 7. When the Israelites on the other side of the Jezreel Valley uh, and beyond the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their towns and fled. So the Philistines moved in and occupied their towns. The next day when the Philistines went out to strip the dead, they found the bodies of Saul and his three sons on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off Saul's head and stripped him, or stripped off his armor. Then they proclaimed the good news of Saul's death in their pagan temples and to the people throughout the land of Philistia. They placed their armor in the temple, or they placed his armor in the temple of the Astoreths, and they fastened his body to the wall of the city of Bethshon. 
But when the people of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their mighty warriors traveled throughout the night to Beth-Shean and took the bodies of Saul and his sons down from the wall. They brought them to Jabesh, where they buried their bodies. Then they took their bones and buried them beneath the tamarisk tree at Jabesh, and they fasted for seven days. Amen. Amen. So I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just jump in here. I think the... Um, it's an interesting end to Saul's story. Yeah. Um, you know, sadly, sadly, he, uh, you know, he's on one level defeated, but, uh, you know, his pride and uh, insecurities are finally over. You know, this uh, yeah. this kind of ends it. Um, I just, I think it's interesting that his armor bearer was like, I ain't doing it to you, Saul. I'm not doing yeah. it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to kill you. I don't want that on my hands, maybe. I, I'm not yeah. sure why he wouldn't do that. It's not real clear why here, but yeah. I wonder, I just wondered a lot about that going, well, you know, Here's the armor bearer who would do anything for the king. Yeah. Literally would do anything for the king and had to do many, many things as an armor bearer. They for you know, for centuries they would I mean, if they were the the wine taster, I mean they might have to drink something, eat something, do something, do all these radical things to serve the king, you know, in, yeah. in ways that would put their own life at jeopardy. And now he's saying, Take my life, end it for me, do what I need you to do here. And he's like, eh, not doing it. And so Saul had yeah. to do it himself, right? And so yeah. Saul had to fall on his own sword and then the dude um, falls on his sword, you know, in, in the end, and they both just kind of die there together. And yeah. I mean, what a what a sad ending to the story, you know. I just thought, man, it's really tough. It's uh, it's just hard really to watch that kind of an ending. Um, yeah, I mean, in defeat and in all the, and really, again, him him wanting to end it himself is, you know, out of fear for that they didn't expose him or that they didn't taunt. It says that they're going to run through. It says they'll come to run through me and taunt and torture me. Again, yeah. it was out of fear of like how he's going to, what he's going to look like yeah. um, that ended it so poorly for him. And I just, you know, there's, there's such a dangerous thing when you're so concerned about how people around you might think or might look at you or what, what might happen to you. You know, there's just such fear. And poor Saul had been like, you know, I say poor Saul, like has this compassion on the inside of me is like this pastor's heart part is like, man, he was just torn yeah. up with fear and torn up with anxiety. And, you know, just the um, just the brokenness of insecurities in his life, I mean, ended it so, so sadly, you know, yeah. and uh, didn't have to be, it didn't have to be such an ugly ending for him, but just yeah. really tough to watch. Yeah, it's awful. When I think about when you come to the end of your life, nobody dreams this situation. Oof. Like, literally usually you think people a lot of times near when they're nearing the end of their life they look back and they kind of take stock of the situation and go how was it and they think about you know if they had kids think about their spouse think about the things that they, that they accomplished maybe financial things or um, relational things or um, what they were leaving behind if they left behind any kind of good legacy or whatever and Saul is absolutely doomed here God's spirit has left him because he decided to do things his own way and so god was just like you can do it my way or you can do it your way but i'm not going to stay with you if you're not going to do it my way so he doesn't have the spirit of god with him his family is getting wiped out his so. kingdom is getting overturned by the enemy as well by the philistines so this is not the ideal death situation even his body i mean his head gets chopped off his <laughs> body gets hung up on the city wall this is a gruesome gruesome scene it's hard to imagine a a much more disgusting end to life than what Saul is going through here. And it just kind of made me think um, we can, sadly enough, we can learn what not to do when we look at Saul's life because he was handed everything. He was handed a kingdom, the best kingdom on the earth, the most, I mean, it was, it was God's chosen people. And he was the first king selected to be over Judah and Israel. And um, he, he, it absolutely ended sour for him. 
And um, I just was thinking, you know, what got him here? It was his pride. It was his insecurity. All all pride is rooted in insecurity, if you think about it, really. All pride is rooted in insecurity. It's We feel insecure, and it, it's that's always the, you know, that's always the root of pride. And um, just kind of thinking through some symptoms in my own life, because really I can look at Saul and go, well, I'm not that bad. But pride right. is pride is pride. Like, Whoever you are and whatever your situation, I guarantee you, you have some pride somewhere and it's rooted in insecurity. If you think that you don't have any pride and insecurity, you're just, you're blind because I have pride and insecurity. Pastor Brian, you have pride and insecurity somewhere under some rock somewhere. Maybe you got a ton, maybe you got some more or some less than other people, but the bottom line is everybody's going to deal with it. And when it was in a small form with Saul, he didn't deal with it the right way. He saw those girls singing, you know, Saul is slain as thousands and David is slain as ten thousands. And I mean, maybe it's not going to come up in your life in a situation as plain as that. Chances are people are not going to come up and have women in the street singing a song about, hey, you're awesome, but that person over there is way more awesome than you are. Sometimes it may. On yeah. social media, you know, there can be comparisons made and you have a choice to make. Are you going to look up at Jesus and keep running in your lane and doing what he's called you to do? Or are you going to draw comparisons and go, I'm greater than or less than? Well, you know, I, um, I just, I think about that idea of pride and what we're, what we're proud of. Like what, what is the thing that you're most proud of? And is that a God honoring thing? Like, you know, we should really challenge our hearts to, to look at those things that we're proud of. Like, I, you know, what do you want to be known for? Like, what is, what is your legacy? What is your lasting legacy? And, you know, what, what was Saul in the end known for his jealousy and his, you know, his fight against David? Like this, yeah. the, the story of Saul's life is so consumed with, I'm out to get the next king rather than yeah. actually living out your own kingdom, right? Like God had given him a, a thing to do. And instead of actually fulfilling the thing he's supposed to be doing, yeah. he's trying to look over his shoulder at the guy coming behind him all the time, right? Yeah. How about yeah. you actually leave a legacy and invest into the guy behind you so that, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, my story is that I played baseball professionally for, you know, a few years and played in college. And, you know, all the, the baseball, you know, part of my life uh, was so wound up in, you know, this whole I'm going to get what I can actually perform on a field and get, right? Yeah. Like my numbers, my stats, all of that mattered so much about my promotion and where yeah. I was going to land and where I was going to end up. And I just remember I was a relief pitcher, which means that you pitch. You're not the starting pitcher. You're not you're not the guy who goes out there to start a game or the guy that goes out there later in the game, either when it's already a blowout or it's, you know, the game's on the line, depending on your situation, your circumstance. But I was in the bullpen, which is where all the relievers would kind of hang out and spend yeah. time together night after night after night, you know, play 140 baseball games in like 150 days. It's a lot of baseball. It has all the glory of, man, I'm a pro athlete and all that, but you have a grind. Like you're going out to play every night yeah. and you're sitting in the bullpen with the same six, seven, eight guys all the time. And all of us are trying to fight for a certain number of positions at the big league level and we're in the minor leagues. And so it's, it's every dog for themselves, basically, sadly, is your numbers, your stats. It's me against you, even though they're on your team in that moment you're fighting for a number of slots in the big leagues. And so yeah. I just remember guys just just hoping that somebody would go out and get just crushed on the yeah. field. And I'm like, this is so brutal. Like this is not this is not what I remember about college. When I yeah. played in college, we're all in the same team. team. We're trying to win a national yeah. championship together. We're all going for it. We're all going in the same direction. We're cheering each other on and going for it. And then suddenly now you're out there and it's every dog for themselves fighting for themselves. And it's look at my stuff, look at the speed of my pitches, the you know, your velocity matters, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, this is just not everything it's cracked up to be. 
This is not yeah. all the all the glory and all the fame, you know, like of of all the greatness of getting a paycheck to play baseball. It's great, but it it stinks when you're sitting around everybody's rooting against each other all the time. It just yeah. was a really hard dynamic and I just think about the the insecurities that that breeds when it's just everything is so doggy dog and just fighting for everything you get. It doesn't have to be that way. I no. I recognize with the spirit of God and the kingdom of God, God has a place for me. Yeah. God has a promotion for me. God has a has an ordained moment for me. And you know what? Yeah. I'm actually better off investing this moment into others that they might get what they're called to get. God's put gifts and callings on the inside of me and on every one of you out there. It's not just, oh, well, Brian, this or that. No, it's not about me. It's God has put a, a gift on the inside of each one of you to give away. Like the, the whole goal of this kingdom thing is that God has equipped people to help others become all that God has ordained them to be and designed them to be. And so it's such a different kingdom. And Saul, in the in the kingdom that was the blessed, like in the of the Israelites, here he is at the very top and the very core of this. He was. The blessing of God to lead the people of God. And he was so, quote unquote, messed up because he's looking over his shoulder all the time. Yeah. What if we didn't look over our shoulder? And what if we weren't worried about what somebody else is going to do and just said, no, I'm going to live out the blessing of God in my life. Yeah. And I want to do that to the glory of God, that others might be able to get what they're you know, designed to get as well. And wow, what a refreshing, what an exciting life that can be when we're going, hey, I see a, a, a dude across our community over there that has influence and has opportunity. And if he just got this little thing, if I could help him with this little wisdom nugget, or I could help him with this little bit of love your wife or love your husband or love your kids or love your community in a certain way that actually could radically change a whole community. It actually could change. And I'm just crazy enough to believe that that is actually possible. And by the grace of God, we saw a lot of that in David's life, which was going yeah. was the next coming leader here. And it's great. I mean, David wasn't perfect either. He made mistakes, and every leader's going to make them. But what are you going to do when you get the opportunity now to go have influence? What are you going to do with your influence? And Saul, clearly, we see the end of his influence here, and it ended poorly. Yeah. But what are you going to do with your influence? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that influence does not stem from what position you had, because yeah. like you said, Saul had it all. He yeah. was the king of the greatest kingdom in the world, God's chosen people. He had, if there was a, a ladder of success, yeah. he was at the top of it. He had arrived. And I just think, how kind is it of God that he shows us from stories like this in the Bible that there is no position, there is no title that will ever, you could be the president of the United States and still deal with pride and insecurity. There is no position that will ever make you feel like you've arrived. You might think, I just need this promotion. I just need this title. I just need this, whatever it is, financial status, or just want to live in that neighborhood. I just need that car. I, yeah. I mean, there are so many comparisons I, that we can I, make I. that are all about, yep, all about looking out for number one, looking yeah. out for yourself, and feeling like when you get there, and it's a constant lie from the enemy, and you might have this rev revelation and be like, oh, I already had that revelation. I know, I get it. I don't I don't draw comparisons anymore. But it's something that you're going to get attacked with daily. You're going to have to remind yourself daily. You're going to have to look up at Jesus' face daily and go, 
I'm blessed with the car that I drive. I'm blessed with the house that I'm in. I'm blessed to run in the lane in the race that God's given me to run in and not look at other people and compare yourself to other people. It's going to come up another day where somebody gets a nicer car. Somebody gets the their home remodeled or builds a new home. Somebody else is going to get the position you wanted, the title you've always dreamed of. It's a thing that happens over yeah. and over and over again in our lives. And God isn't telling us to telling us that um, these kinds of things so that we can have one more thing that we need to struggle to try to attain to this humble life. He's saying it to set us free. Yeah. He's saying it so that we can be at peace because you're not going to be in a peaceful place if you're making comparisons. You're not going to be in a peaceful place if you have pride and you always have to share your side of the story and you can't Mm -hmm. just be at rest in a conversation when you're always cutting people off in conversation. That's a sign of pride too when you're interrupting people it's it's not a place of peace it's a it's a place of you're more important what you have to say is more important if you're trying to get your value from other people or your value in a company you're you're consumed with people are not valuing you in the company like like they should or all those things are miserable places to be in places that god doesn't want us in he's showing us these things that um the pride and insecurity in our hearts because he wants us to be at peace. He wants us to be able to go, I've given you this lane. God's given us a lane to run in. He's got a call on our lives. He's given us a job to do. Now can we just look in his face and run with endurance the race God set out for us? It's what he's called us to do. And we can be at we can be at peace in that. Doesn't matter if our lane looks more grandiose or less grandiose than somebody else's lane. It's gonna be it's the lane that God's called us to be in and and it's a very peaceful place to be content. God's called us to contentment. If you're yeah. wondering where God's called you to, what position, what title, where, what, who he's called you to minister to, he's called you to be content That's in good. whatever he's called you to be. Remember, contentment is your calling. That's good. I, I think it's very easy, or maybe it's easier. It's easier to point out what pride looks like over there and kind of point a finger over there. Like, well, you don't yeah. want that, and you don't want that, and you don't want that. Yeah. And I wonder if we can maybe, we have a, a minute or so before the break, we can give some um, pictures of what we want to do instead. So instead of, like, contentment is a great is a great solution to the pride thing, is let's be content. Let's be comfortable in the lane. Let's, yeah. let's actually recognize the design for God or of God for where we are today and live that out. And how we live that out is serve. How we live that out is honor somebody that is above you. It is come under some authority. Like submission is a healthy and holy thing. It sounds and feels uncomfortable plenty of times, but these things are actually holy. And we could look at David's life and go, hey, he was being chased for years and years and trying to, you know, and all the while he's trying to honor the authorities, trying to actually do what's best and lead from the second seat, if you will, like from yeah. the third seat or the fifth seat, like, and I say that in like in the pecking order, that he's not in charge, but he was the second in charge or the fifth in charge or somewhere down that line. Yeah. How do you do it? You you honor those that are above you. You find a way to serve somebody else's vision and let God open up the thing for you because yeah. God can do it. God can set one up and take one down and we could be faithful to let him do that or we could try to strive to make it happen. Absolutely. And so we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. So just as we close, I I was saying before the break that, you know, being comfortable in whatever seat you're in and um, honoring those around you and serving and being a a part of that. I I look at this verse, verse 10 in in this chapter, and it says, They placed his armor in the temple of the Astorists. And they fastened his body to the wall of the city. And it goes on to say, you know, that, that the warriors came and actually rescued that and brought that back because they wanted to actually honor it and they wanted to do right, right, instead of just letting yeah. him be exposed and dishonored. And yeah. I just I just wonder, um, you know, the, the the idea that sometimes we look across the aisle, we look over there and we go, hey, it might be better over there. You know, those guys are pretty 
not so good and you don't really see how bad it is until they you see something radically bad like this like you may not recognize that what you're doing is that bad until you kind of get all into it and then you're like whoa that they really were bad like the philistines really were some pretty gnarly you know nasty that they wanted to you know hang the king's armor and hang the king and his son like you know to the walls and like what were they worshiping though is the question like they actually were worshiping their victory instead of instead of worshiping the god who maybe provided victory like that we should be doing like our our lives i think we should be very careful sometimes we post testimonies up and we're like look at what we did Instead of yeah. going, look what God did, you know? Amen. And I would just encourage you the best way to come under authority and to be blessed in the seat that you're in, whatever seat you're in, is don't don't take credit for the good. Don't take credit for the victory that you were able to get or the thing you were able to attain. Because you know what? By the grace of God, you're sitting in that seat today. And God can put one up and take one down. And his Amen. desire would be that he would put you up. He wants to prosper you. But if we're not careful, we can think that we did it ourselves. And the strength yeah. is not in us. The strength was not in the Philistines that took Saul out, actually. Yeah. What took Saul out was getting somebody else into the seat that needed to be to lead that lead that community and it's Israelites really forward. And so just be careful with that. Be challenged by that. Have an incredible week. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.